my people, what up though? We back with another episode of All Black Men Need Therapy. My name is Chief. And I'm Bell. We back with another session. Hope y'all still tuning in and whatnot. Today's episode, you want to go right into today's episode? We jump into it. We want to give them some... Yeah, I feel like there was something I wanted to mention from last episode, but I can't remember what it was. Um, so yeah, we can jump into it. So today, today's episode, uh, my people, is entitled, well, working title. When it's dropped, this may not be the title. <laughs> right, right. But um, what if you don't make it? Right? Either you got a wicked jump shot or you're slinging crack rock or vice versa. We're going to have to edit that. Why? Either you're slinging crack rock or <laughs> you got, got a, a wicked, wicked jump, jump shot. shot. Same shit. No, it's not. Do you right. disrespecting the late, great... Urban philosopher. Urban Negro philosopher. The only... The only uh, um, Christopher, we recognize as Wallace. True All right. That. So, True uh, Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. Frank White. Um, so, I contemplated actually making that the title, either Slinging Crack Rock or You Got a Wicked Jump Shot, because though it's a line in the song and, and, and though, you know, Biggie Smalls is a fictional character, um, it resonates a lot with me and an urban said why are you looking at me like that you're making me uncomfortable because <laughs> it's weird as hell looking at you through the camera like do you tell you, tell you stop listening to peaches we're not like well, i'm not talking to the camera people you have to talk to the people they want to make eye when you when they look at us they see your eyes me looking at you through the camera is a little weird so I, i'm talking to my man so i'm sitting here like you know what i'm saying what's up i'm listening to you you're getting hollywood on me oh here we go that's what's happening no so um so back back to what I was saying, guys. What if you don't make it, right? So we know growing up, trust me, we know in urban settings that there's more options than playing basketball or being a drug dealer. However, uh, I think the challenge is those are the most, for lack of a better term, prevalent um, images. It's influential, per se. Oh, no, it, it is. And I think what happens is when we grow up and we see poverty all around us, we naturally gravitate to the, the one who doesn't appear to be in, pover, in poverty or impoverished. The success that they they have they have access to this stuff. Television, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. so they have access to the basketball games, the football games. The they don't have access to the man in corporate America. No, 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 right, right, so exactly. What they see that becomes now something that appears tangible to them. Right, right. And um, and the thing about music and the reason why this quote, like, as I said, anybody who's a hip hop fan or anybody listens to rap music and, and to, to, well, I guess I would imagine that a certain age generation, but um, it uh, music brings people together, right? Like it, 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 it paints pictures, it's art, right? So, and then the saying art imitates life. And, um, and the, the good musicians, the, the great artists, even in your profession, even in, in, in poetry, they paint such a vivid picture that one, you can see it, and two, maybe you can relate, right? So the if you're slinging crack rock, either you're slinging crack rock or got a, got a wicked jump shot is more than just a cool line, right? Like that's a reality, or at least a perceived reality for a lot of urban kids. A lot. Yeah, so that's why we want to talk about that today. Because as I said, right, we're, we're, we're adults now. We understand that there were more options, but sometimes we can't see past those two things, right? And, and I think as a child, we get slightly brainwashed where once we get into school, what the teachers pin on us is that the doctors are successful. So as a kid, you, you tell the story, oh, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. I want to be a police officer because those are what's shown in the books and those are what's appeared to be successful. Then once you grow, you get into your rhythm and the athleticism, now you're like, you know. Well, that, and you don't see doctors until you go to the damn doctor. True, true. Right? True. Like, your neighbor ain't no doctor. But I remember, I remember, I think I might have said I want to be a cop when I go, you know, like uh, when I was younger. Like, that makes sense. You see cops, right? right like, right. that makes sense. But, but depending on your experience, that could sway. Oh, like, without, without a doubt. You know Obviously, that's changed. But just being, I remember being little and like, I might even say I want to be a doctor, but either way, it was one of those things that was that was pushed on me in school via the books. Or, you know, doctor, the, the police officer coming into the classroom and reading the story right. or whatever, and it was cool, so now I want to be a police officer. Right. Then when you get into hooping or you get into your, your athletics, it's like, okay, now, because I'm, I like basketball, let me watch more basketball on TV. Oh, so-and-so just signed a so-and-so contract. Now, like, oh, I could have that type of money, so now these hoop dreams develop. Yeah, yeah. Now these hoop dreams develop, and, and 
And and and especially if you get a little bit of notoriety in your early early teens, play playing either football oh, or man. basketball. You know what I mean? So it's like you one your family looks at. We talked about that how how black men have this affinity for their moms, right? They mm-hmm. take care of their moms, and 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 we talked about in other episodes how the pressure that's put on a black a black boy uh, with the whole man of the house conversation. But I think too you're you get that notoriety and. It's almost an expectation that's placed on you that Chief's going to get us out, right? right? Chief's going to be there, our ticket out. There wasn't a doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to the NFL once I graduated high school. Like, I, being that from a very, you know, we was we was hustling trying to get them scholarships. Once right. we got them, but I'm be, like, this be, is just a natural progression for me. Before we even go there, though, let's just back up one second. Okay. And... Let's talk about those two options, right? You just sing crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot, right? Yeah. So let's talk about... So my mom would be proud of me because ever just so y'all know, ever since these episodes dropped, she's been wanting me to tell this one story. Oh, yeah, she, t- she called me yeah. and told me that to remind him to tell the story. Yeah, so I, and I forgot about the story, but obviously it happened because it's still vivid in her mind. But um, she... um So... And, I, and she can tell the story too, but... <clears throat> Being that those were like the, and again, these weren't active thoughts, right? These weren't like, okay, I know I'm either going to be a drug dealer or a basketball player. But what happened is while those are both options are on the table, right? Because at some point, like I said, if you if you come from an urban setting, those options are on the table. Now, you may not ever take any of them, but those options will be on the table if you choose to pursue it, right? So the story goes, um, I was a freshman in high school and... Uh, dude I grew up with, like elementary school up, started running with some older kids and started hustling. Was he light skin? No, he wasn't. He was brown <laughs> skin. He was like your complexion. Um, but, um, and you know him, but I won't let you know his name. Absolutely. Um, and he started running with some older kids and, and then at that time, right? Now, mind you guys, this is mid-90s, right? So this is mid-90s. At that time, the camp he was running with Appeared to be making a lot of money, right? Jordans before they came out, uh, multiple beepers, like the pink, like the, the two way, yeah, gold, gold chains, all of that. Like it looked very, very good. And um, so he he tried to recruit me, right? Like in an indirect, direct type of way, he tried to recruit me. And then apparently, I came home one day. I was a freshman in high school. Now, mind you, too, like I told you about in, in a couple episodes ago, like I was a teen dad at 15. So we, as he was recruiting me, I kind of talked to my mom and I was like, uh, I don't remember it again. I don't remember the story. But what, what I did apparently was I explained to her how I wanted to be a drug dealer because they were the ones that had the money, yada, yada, yada. And then she just, you know, talked me off the ledge, basically, and explained to me that, um, Obviously, that's not the right way to go, so on and so forth. So, at that point, that decision was off the table, right? And as I told you in other episodes, I was never a Rhodes Scholar, right? I always did okay in school, but I was never going to be the one. Put it this way, if it wasn't for sports, I probably wasn't going to go to college, right? So, then I got fixated on going to college. Like, that was my... Forget college. Going to college on full scholarship because we couldn't afford to go outside of full scholarship. So, that's what I became fixated on. So, that was... My that was when I made my decision. Did you ever have a, a time where you either approached or you actually thought about doing something other than so pursuing the school route? Here's here's the irony in that is that although you were you know pressured by that that crew of people trying to get to the, into the drug game, moms shout out to Dukes 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 was out there getting it back then. Yeah. So I was, I was privy to see you know the, the drug game low key unfold, and then a couple of the dudes that she I remember one dude she was dating his brother was heavy in the game. Remember I told you I used to run the streets with, with, the, with the boyfriend? Right. So he would kind of like, don't do as I do, do as I say. So right. As much as he's right. out there slaying, he was telling me, this ain't what you want, this ain't what you want, this ain't what you want. Right. So that, the, the drug option was never really a thing for me, but it was more so the gang thing. You know what I mean? Just mm. being being a part of something. Sidebar, to, we can do an episode about my involvement in the gang when I was younger, <laughs> but yeah, so neither here I was like the, it was uh, YRU, Youngsters Rising Up, was like the, the junior affiliate to 20 Love. 
You know what I'm saying? And I was a, uh, I was a, 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 a general in that joint as at like 13, 14. I remember like me telling my. I mom, never even heard of that gang. I was in uh, Twenty Love. I was yeah, in Deuce. This was, this was this was a young joint though. I was started, Deuce. Was we started, a young started young at Slate. Anyway, you know what I mean? Keep going. We'd have whooped y'all ass. We'd have came to your hood and tore y'all ass up. Cause no. I was light skinned. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, so that was it. Wasn't really the drug thing. It was more so just kind of. And it's crazy because when you think about like being attached and affiliated to these gangs, you associate drugs with the gangs. But these cats were just more like. It was about it was just, we was fighting, right? And just kind of kicking it, hanging out, fighting, and kicking it. It was like really, a trouble basically. Yeah, and basically. Not, yeah, it wasn't really no wasn't entrepreneurial really much. spirit. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Cass was just stealing from the bodega. Right. And then, you know, hanging out on the stoop or whatever. So it wasn't really, the drug game wasn't really something for me. But I remember that, that story about the chicken where it, it was, it, it, it changed for me. It was like, yo, we broke. Right. And we can't live like this. I got to do something. And then, you know, to Bucky, mm-hmm. following to, to Bucky Jones. Shout out to Buck. Buck is a dude from the inner city here. Uh Went to, went to our high school, Super Bowl champion, drafted in the first round. So he was like the the ideal of what we, we every football player I say wanted to kind of follow in his steps and yeah. kind of make you it. You didn't think you could make it before that. You damn sure did right. once he got drafted. Right, 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 for sure. So go back to why I cut you off when you realized that you were going to go for football, play for football, or play for football, go it to was, college for football. It was uh. My freshman year of high school, like I, I had played pal and I, I was just out there just running around, didn't know what I wanted to do. And I remember going to freshman practice and I wanted to be a quarterback. But then a couple other dudes who had been playing quarterback, right. their whole so I'm I'm like, super athletic. I got to do something. So I played receiver and Coach Rice was like, yo, Coach Rice actually, like, no bullshit. Coach Rice, shout out to Coach Rice, like, told me, like, I could be the next Jerry Rice my <laughs> freshman year. I swear to God. I swear to God. Coach Rice didn't tell you anything. Yeah, right? whatever. <laughs> so I remember being like, like just like yo, this is this is my ticket. I was you know I was just athletic, mm-hmm. and um, I remember being like this is this is my ticket. So I remember in the English class we had to write these notes, the letters to ourselves, like what our goals were, and they would give it to us our senior year. Okay. And in that letter, I'm like, yeah, I'm hanging in class with Bell and and Shante and Lasida and yada 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 and. I want to get a full scholarship in four years. And I kind of like put that shit down. And I got the letter back my senior year. And everything I had written in that letter came true. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? So it was pretty, it, it was pretty, it was pretty dope how it happened. So you're manifesting before you even knew that was a real thing. Right. But it, yeah. it, it, the thing is, I didn't know, like I wrote this stuff down and didn't, like I forgot about it. Right. But it was still like, you know, it was goals. So I just, I attacked it. You remember we got up every day at five o'clock in the morning, just attacked the dream. And then, right. you know. It happened. It happened. My story is a little different. Like, I literally, like, it's well documented, well, locally, um, how I've started playing football, whereas I started off as a basketball player, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I, like, the people that know me, I was basically 6'2 in eighth grade, dunking, you know, so I thought I was naturally going to the NBA for basketball. The challenge is I didn't get any taller. So, <laughs> and we talked about that before, being a big man at 6'2 wasn't... Um, necessarily yeah, NBA material. That ain't the move, right? Right. Now. So, um, shout out my uh, late, great Marco Villa, my former former basketball coach, rest in peace. Um, he convinced me unwillingly that basically what he said, he's like, look, man, there's 85 scholarships in football and 15 in basketball or something to that effect. He's like, you have a, a, a much greater chance to play football, but I never played football before in my life. In fact, so, I, so anyway, I, when I got to high school, that was the first time I ever played football. I never played prior to that. And um, and I didn't really... Again, so my freshman year, I'm good, but I don't know what good is because I'm not... Right. I have never really played. And then what I realized is come my junior year that I realized that, okay, I got a shot. You know, based on my size and my speed and my athleticism, I was like, I got a, I got a shot here. So then I, I got my senior, I got fixated on getting a scholarship, right? And um, and again, I, that the whole hustle and all that stuff was behind me. So I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. So then I got a scholarship. I was able to get a full scholarship my um senior year. And when I got to college, it was a rude awakening, right? Oh my God! Like a rude awakening, nightmarish. Um, 
It's uh, for any uh, former athletes out there who played at the next level on any level, D3, D2, D1, it doesn't matter. Um, it's not high school, right? It's, it's a different level. And you very, you get humbled very quickly. And, <laughs> and you know, like, I'm... I'm 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 cocky at that point, right? I'm like I'm the shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm talking about how good our team was, it'd be really good, and then I get out there, and I get out there, and you know, shout out to all my teammates, but I still felt like I was the best running back when I got there, and I think on paper I was, but then they threw that goddamn 15 pound uh, playbook to me, right? And I'm like game changer. I'm like, oh, you said so red shirting is an option? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't learning all of that because I came from a very uh, power um, power eye type football program. And, and for those... Simple sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like for those who know football or don't know football, p- power is just smash mouth football. Right. Like, we're bigger than you. We're stronger than you. We're faster. We're just going to move you out the way and run. It wasn't complex. It wasn't anything like that. Whereas in college, it's very complex, right? And you have to know a lot. So... That's when I kind of was like, all right, well, I don't even know if I want to play football no more because right. of the, 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 that challenge. I remember calling my mom from freshman football camp, like, Ma, I want to come home. Mm. And she was like, well, come on then. <laughs> and, you know, so what bugged me out is like, the, shout out to my mom because it's a testament to how well she knew her son. Right. I'm expecting her to give me all that pep talk, like, stay, 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 right. stay, stay. And she's like... Well, come on and bring your ass. And I'm in, in my head. It was like, that's not what you're supposed to say. Right. So it, it like triggered me. Like, no, I'm not coming home. <laughs> like, like no, but stay here and thug this out. Like, it was it was crazy how it worked. But at that moment, she said the right thing to me, and it made me be like, now nah, I'm about to stick this out, and and, and push through. No, I was the same way in freshman camp, and, I, and anybody who's from New England, our freshman camp was uh, or our football camp. Well, first of all, for those who don't know football, freshman camp doesn't exist anymore. Right. And there's a reason for that. Like, the NCAA banned freshman camp. That's how terrible it was. But anyway, um, I was in the regular camp. I was up in the Berkshires, like the Berkshire Mountains. Like, we were so high in altitude, I used to say we used to go to practice for um, the first practice. And I would look up in the, in the mountains, and I would see clouds forming, like being created, and then, like, floating away. And same thing, I wanted to go home, too. But you know what kept ringing in my head? All the people that came from where we came from, that had all the talent in the world, and still ended up back home. That's the only, so I never called and said I wanted to go home, but I, and a, a part of me was kind of hoping they would ask me to come home, mm-hmm. but the other thing is, I was like, man, you're not paying for this, bro. Right. How, how dare you go home on somebody else's dime, basically is what I was thinking. So that was my, that was my first um, year, and then, you know, things changed. I got better, and, um, and I'll fast forward. Um, I became an NFL prospect my senior year, and the crazy thing is I didn't know I was an NFL prospect until uh, they had, like, agent day where, like, agents that come and they want to interview you to get you to sign with them. And it was, like, multiple, we had a bunch of NFL prospects on our team that year, um, and my name was on the last page. So prior to me seeing that, I was just like, all right, well, I'll just graduate and go get a job. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But then once I saw my name on that last page in, a, in, a, um, in an agency that wanted to interview me or wanted to wanted me to interview them because they would work for you, I immediately was like, okay, I am going to go to the league, right? That's where I kind of, that's where my mind went. Um, but that was my senior year. So, I don't want to keep holding on story. No, I'm saying we don't got to go into So, we get to the point where, you know, we've fought hard. We've done everything we're supposed to right. do to get to the in the best possible position to achieve our dreams. And then suddenly, the wall comes down. Right. So, for- what, like, what happens then when, you, when reality sets in and it goes, yo, you're not going to the league. So, here's the challenge with that. Because I got friends to this day, my man Dante Wilder say, to this day, to this day, that still identify with their football pass, right? Or athletic pass. It can be basketball players too. And um, and I think because of the conditioning, maybe, maybe, I don't know. But where it's like, okay, here's our two options. We're going to take 
the lesser of the evils, which is pursue an athletic career. So this has to work. And sidebar, which we'll get into in a second, based on statistics is not. Right? Statistically speaking, 0.08% of football players, of high school football players, make it to the NFL. It's like, what is it, like three out of every, or eight out of every 10,000? Yeah, something stupid. Eight out of every 10,000 players will make it to the NFL. Yeah. Like that That's crazy. But here's, here's the thing, though, too. As much as we don't, as much as this is about what if you don't make it, we still want to instill hope in these youngins because it's a it's a it's possible. Like chase them dreams. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely possible. But more than anything, get that get that school paid for. Word. No, right? that's like the likelihood of that happening is much greater. Right, right, you right. Know? And that's and it's and it's it's a bragging point once you graduate and be like, yeah, I don't own no, I don't own nobody, right. nothing. Yeah, no, no student loans or nothing. But um, but statistically speaking, though, when they say eight out of ten thousand, yeah, the numbers seem astronomical. However. Something like eighty percent of the players in both the NFL and the NBA are black. black. So, for the, for for all black men needing therapy and all young boys, all young black boys with a dream, black and brown boys with a dream, it's possible. And even with that being said, it's more possible because you're black. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that, that I mean that's that's something to shoot and look forward to. So don't don't give up on your dream. You see the. I actually started this poem and I'm working on it now. But it's a you see ever see the meme where it says when you see a tall black boy, don't tell him he looks like a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Tell him he looks like an entrepreneur, yada yada, a lawyer, yeah. yada yada. And I'm just like, yo, that's cool and all. But that one tall black boy that actually ends up making it and gets there, the amount of money and amount of success he'll have, you can take the lawyers, doctors, the entrepreneurs, and all together, put them salaries together tenfold, he still made more money than them in a half a season type type deal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree, but I got a theory about that too, though. Okay, like I agree. So I'll I'll weave that into my point. Remind me to bring that back up. Shoot. Um, so when I became an NFL prospect, I my identity was okay. Like I'm it. This is it. Like I remember getting calls from teams, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this. Like it's about to really happen, and I'm gonna be the savior for my family, right? And then fast forward, it didn't happen. So now I, I had to go work, right? Um, that's when I started working in the school system, but I kept pursuing it, right? Kept pursuing it. And, and when I would go home or not go home, go out during that time, people would always be like, damn, Bell, what happened? Why you ain't in the league? Like it's easy to make it to the league, but they'd be like, what, what, what happened? Why, why this? Why that? Why this? And I found myself explaining myself and defending myself like well nah you gotta understand it was a heavy draft year and i remember the story rest in peace but i used to always bring up walter reyes who passed away a couple years ago um i would always bring up him i'll be like the draft was all skewed walter reyes was a heisman candidate and he didn't even get drafted like i would always say that and i would always talk so so here's the catch in that the year i graduated was the same year that mike peterson got drafted to the Jaguars. Mm. So I got a bunch of phone calls that year, like, yo, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Nah, that's, 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 that's the wrong crazy. mic. That's the wrong mic. Name, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that was pretty That was pretty interesting as well. That's crazy. But see, I think what my problem was, and initially, and a lot of people deal with this, this is why you hear about like the suicide rates, and, and I don't have those statistics, but because I was identifying myself I was attaching myself to my football career, mm-hmm. right? And once that became a, a reality that this could be it, that's what I did. So there was years, two, 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 three years maybe, where I, or two years where I actively pursued it, right? And I actively tried to hold on to that dream because here's the thing, right? When your mom, your dad, your people find out that you're, you got a chance, right? They done, they already made their wish list, right? Yeah, right? for sure, for sure. That wish list is already taken care of and are, are mentally already established. They telling all their friends, they doing all this, doing all that. And meanwhile, you at home with them, right? Right. But that doesn't that doesn't change their we, their ambition. We yeah. at home with yeah, them. Yeah, I know. We, we should, that should that should be like summer '06 or something we like gotta, that. We, we got to right get also on this do, one for do that an episode one. for that one. But um, so anyway, one day I just woke up and I came to the conclusion that. Hey, I do have more options than this football, right? I can pursue something else. And I had to have a tough conversation with myself, and I, and I said, you know what? Well, you just weren't good enough. Right, and that's, and that's a conversation not many of us 
are, are, are willing to have. And even in terms of like just getting older and realizing you lost a step or two, right? You know, outside of the game, it's like, damn, like, can you still windmill? Hell no. <laughs> this I don't dude, even know if I can still dump, bro. This dude jumps out the gym and or used to jump out the gym. And like now it's kind of like you look back at it like, damn, I used to do all this. Like I'm jumping over cars. Yeah, literally. Like, ain't no chance. No, right. Ain't no chance no. right now. I, I tear everything <laughs> from the hip down probably. Like, yeah, tear both hamstrings. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, so in, in not making it, it takes a psychological toll on you just because there are so many people rooting, rooting for you. And, and just uh, the assumption is he's an, he's one of the lucky ones who made it out. Yeah. That scholarship says he, you know, he did it. Right. The scholarship is already, you know, on a pedestal. Right. And it's like, it's the expectation is to follow in Buck's, right. you know, in Buck's footsteps. So how did that affect you psychologically? Like just, how did it play with your mind when you had to sit back and go, damn, I, I wasn't good enough? So I think it it helped what what helped me is I found another out. So d- during that time where I made that tough decision, I was dabbling in financial services. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting licensed in, 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 in financial services. So then I started seeing people make those types of NFL incomes. So I was like, oh, so I don't have to yeah. uh, make go to the NFL to make this type of money. Mm-hmm. So my identity quickly attached to, all right, who I am as a person and what I can earn. Right. right, based on my skill set. But before I forget about me, right? Like I didn't want to talk more all this about me. What I want to talk about is the the, the, the folks that are out there, um, who were Division One basketball, football, baseball players that were elite, mm-hmm. right? And injury. Like I was talking to us. I was talking That's to said. Played me a lot too. Right. Yeah. I was talking to said the other day, and we had a long conversation. Um, and Seth was one of my teammates. He, uh, I think they were national champions at, at junior college. But nonetheless, he was all world in college. Basically, had offers from everybody. And then he ended up tearing both his ACLs. You know what I'm saying? And, and all his, his ACC, Big Ten, Big 12 scholarships like went out the window. And he ended up playing with me. And, um, and we were just talking about like how we, this is just what we, uh, identify with right like this is what like I so he wasn't just like uh, a football player he was a football player that was an all-american that was getting ready right, to go right. to all these places right so then when those things when they, you get derailed I think what happens is and at least for me is you forget who you are right because what you're you mean, I what do you mean by that? so you forget who you are because your identity is football right. so when that goes away you uh, I immediately felt like, well, shit, I don't have anything. But that's not true, right? Because right, I was something right. before football. And like I said, I was fortunate to find another avenue where I could see people making that type of money. But there's way more people, I would say, who can't. And even for those who do make it, right? So those who get a taste, right? So what you were saying about the, the lawyer, the doctor, all this add up won't make a, a half of what their salary is, right? Here's the challenge with that. The and we'll speak for NFL, right? The life expectancy of NFL players is like 2.7 years or right. something stupid like that, right. right? So let's just say, argument's sake, you make league minimum, right? 500,000, whatever it is, right? You make that two years. Now, that's two years that you're out of your field or, or out of the working field, mm-hmm. right? You have no identity outside of football in a lot of cases, not all cases, a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So now you have to start off as an entry-level employee. Right. Which some people, quite frankly, aren't humble enough to do. Some. Because they look at it like, well, I was making this. And you're telling me I'm going to make 40000 Like, what, is that every month? Or, like, how, how does that work? Like, no, that's for the year. Now it's like, okay, well, how do you transfer those skills to continue to make that income? So a doctor, a lawyer, that's a skill. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, as long as they don't get disbarred, they're going to be making good money as they continue their career. That's a career. Mm-hmm. Whereas NFL is definitely a career, but it's for the majority of people, it's a very short career. So what do you do with yourself once you realize that that, that career is over? Before it even starts in our cases. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying where it's like, I identify with that so much that um, I I didn't see any way out until I found a way out. Right. And I think I think the emphasis we should put on the young, on the young boys that... 
that actually desire and dream for that, you know, the wicked jump shot or the, mm -hmm. the backpedal or whatever the case may be, they have to understand that, it, it, one, it doesn't come easy. It, it takes hard work to achieve pretty much anything in life, but especially when it comes to something with so, with, with statistically speaking, you don't have a chance right. as, as it is. And I, and I say that because I, I, as much as we're saying, you know, what if you don't make it? I, I'd like to just empower them and say that it, it is possible. But you have to carry that level of confidence or the wherewithal to know that it may not happen. Yeah, and, and, then, and, and, and more than that, bro, I'm just going to be real with y'all out there. If y'all, you know, 18, 19, listening to this, you got to work your fucking ass off. No, you do. Period. And I'll, do. Tell, I'll tell a quick story. And this is what helped me with my decision. And they don't even know this, so hopefully they're listening. Um, two of my teammates, uh, they both got drafted. Uh, Dan Orlowski, who um, is on Get Up and... Shout out to Dan. A bunch of other ESPN shows. Uh, he's an analyst for ESPN. And the other one's Alfred Fincher. Shout true, out to Finch. True story. We're in college, right? 21, 20 years old, partying. We're out Saturday night. And, and again, I didn't know at the time, but when I look back, I realized that this was the differentiator and the difference between feeling like you made it when you go D1 into feeling like you just got started when you go D1. So Saturday night, we um we out. Dan and Finch, they're not out, right? Whatever. They're sleeping, right? We get back to our rooms and we had room phones and everything like that. And three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, there's voicemails. And the voicemail is just heavy breathing. Like, <sighs> and they hung up. So we later found out that those dudes were out running fucking stadiums at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. They did something like 40 stadiums or something, stadium stairs, right? And it was, it was that... That piece that I thought about when I had that conversation with myself, like when I was said I was hey, I wasn't good enough. The difference between me and them is they were willing to keep working. They didn't settle, mm -hmm. right? Whereas I, I was like, look, I'm good, right? And I, I work hard based on what they tell us to do, right? Right. You go work out the four times a week, stay here in the summer. I did all that stuff, but I never did extra, never. Right, whereas they did, and that's the differentiator. That's the difference for those who are listening. That when you go going D one doesn't guarantee you a ticket, right? You have to Absolutely put in not. that work, and that's what they did, and that's what helped me with my decision because I'm like, you know what? I don't deserve to be there because I wasn't sacrificing like they were, right? Right, well, and they both sure. had. I mean, Dan played for 13 years or something stupid like that. Right. Finch played for five, right? So they both get pensions like that. They made that a career, right? So when I came to that conclusion that, okay, I have to put that aside because I guess I don't want to talk in circles, but, but the, the thing I'm trying to convey to the listeners is you don't have to slink uh, crack rock or have a wicked jump shot, right? There's always a third option. Mm -hmm. The key is when, and, and uh, I guess full disclosure, if you decide to sling crack rock, right? I'm not condoning that, but there's still lessons that can be learned from that that can then propel you to your third option right for sure um and same sometimes thing with, those lessons come the super hard way right right super hard way. right and the same thing with sports right you pursue it you you go d3 right d2 and you, you give it all you got you get it you get your school paid for you still have to be able to pull from that experience to to create the next opportunity for yourself mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's that's a cool line right and for some people it's a reality until it's not but what I'm saying is, for most people, it won't be a reality. So that's why I was like, what happens if you don't make it? Because if you don't have that next step, that's where depression comes in. Alcoholism comes in, right? And then, not for nothing, if you're playing football, shit, there's a chance you got early onset CTE. No word. Right? Word. So then that's a whole nother layer. But but just like just like in, in, in sports and in the real world, in, in the real, real life job, Mm -hmm. application settings or whatever for the most part in many cases you are competing against the best of the best like when you get right. when you when we get the scholarships like we go to school and everybody there was the was best, the best in their at team. the school yeah you know what i'm saying yep. so now in 
and there's there's constant battles for positions and even and again you can take this to the work world the workforce and like you have 17 dudes with the same degrees and you know whatever whatever and we're all battling for the same spot the resiliency that you have to develop in just pursuing any dream that it is 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 a big deal but i think the reality of accepting that it may not happen and preparing yourself for that at a young age while still chasing it will will put you in a position to be moderately relatively successful regardless of what yeah. it is that you do i think it's just understanding the distinguishing factors right professional athleticism right cfl nfl whatever that's a dream right. period that's a dream right it can happen like your dreams can come true absolutely you have to work your ass off like i mentioned i think you have to have that dream and you also have to have a goal Right? right, the goal is there's action steps, there's there's mile markers, there's time there's timelines that you want to there's a plan, right that you want to put in place for that goal, and I think it's important for everybody listening to this to have a plan, period, right to have a plan because when the rug gets pulled from underneath you, right, and I don't care if you are Jerry Rice, right, it will get pulled from underneath you because we can't play forever, like right. we're not all Tom Brady, right, um, right, and Kobe and LeBron that can play forever. But you have to have that plan because if you don't, you will find yourself in a very dark place, in a very dark place. Like I said, a lot of my teammates that I love to death, to this day, right? We're, to this day. We are in our latter 30s and they still hold on to that. They have animosity because they didn't make it, right? And they blame people. They blame this. They blame that as opposed to, to, to taking ownership for what part they didn't play. Right, what part that they didn't fulfill on their own and, and internally, and then taking all those skills that we learned and developed and, and catapulting that into something that's sustainable. So, here's where it kind of got real for me. Like, mom's has been the biggest supporter ever, and for me, with the injuries and stuff coming out, like it, the reality was just dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. But as soon as I got out with my degree, you know, the position opened up at school, so right out of college. I jumped on that. So at, at, at that point, the level of quote unquote success that I had was still good enough to please the people around me because now I'm back home. I'm at the high school I graduated from. I got a pretty good position and I'm still looked at as successful. Oh, if, yeah. If you will. Yeah, you know what I'm no, so that, question. So that the, the, the second step or the back step, what happens if you don't go for me was just kind of like... I have to find, I have to, obviously just got to get a job, but it just happened to be, happened to all fall into place for me. So I'm right. still making mama proud in a, in a sense by just coming out and, and doing something other than slang and crack rock. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I honestly, personally, for I'll speak for us specifically, there's not too many things that we, just being the people that we are, that we were going to do after college that wouldn't have made our parents proud, right? Like our, our like, it's like, you could have been working as a, a coach for a youth league, teachers have still been proud of you, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So it's it's one of those things, but the biggest thing for you and the biggest thing for me is we quickly realized that, okay, here's the path, right? Here's here's the path that we got to go down now. Um, and I don't think, and I think with therapy is, is, is uber important for former athletes, I don't think we're able to compartmentalize those two thoughts um, quick enough if ever in some cases and as a result that leads to other things right like i'm telling i mean there's countless stories of people who had a taste of it no longer have it and they and they try to live in it still and it and it stunts other parts of their life and it blocks some blessings and things like that yeah, but part of part of it is just i think developing an understanding and having someone in your corner who 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 reminds you that there is a way there's always a way and we say what what if you don't make it like okay you didn't make it to let's start with the scholarship even mm -hmm. like, you know you working your tail off and you didn't get that scholarship like at least now in this current day like financial aid is there yeah you know what i'm saying financial yeah. aid is there grants are always there so there's always a backup plan to the backup plan to the backup plan you just have to be resilient enough to keep pushing and it does get overwhelming and it does you know it does stress you out and you're like damn i don't you know i tried this i failed i tried that i failed but there's a lesson in all that shit yeah. and you got you just got to keep pushing because i mean again, think about how many times we failed that we don't look at as necessary failures you right. know what i'm saying it, it, it i think it's just we, we we 
wired a little bit different, so we've kind of developed that just that mentality. But I can tell I can't tell you how many times that you know just setting a goal and then not achieving it based on what people thought, based on you know my lack of work or whatever it was, and then being like, okay, that didn't work, but here's what I learned from that. Let me pursue this. Right, and it's still success attained. Right, and and you did exactly what I said. What we've been saying is like you've taken the necessary lessons from that path yes. and propelled you to something else, Absolutely. right? And that's the thing. It's like once that door closes, it doesn't mean it's over, right? Like I can promise you for all my, my friends and, and, and future um, professional athletes and, and people that pursue Division I scholarships, I promise you, you are no lesser of a person because you didn't make it or you didn't fulfill the dream to its... I guess your, your your highest capacity, at least what you thought. I promise you, you're no less of a person. You, the skills that got you there will be the skills that get you somewhere else if you choose to recognize them. I don't talk about my career much at all, ever, it, really, unless you bring it up, because I've, I've, I've moved on from that. So I guess what I'm saying is, it's okay if you still live in that place, but you have to be pursuing something else. You can't tie your identity to that place because you won't be able to move forward, right? So here's here's an interesting point that we made. So you know I played flag football after the the, the football thing. Playing flag full contact flag and it's awesome for those of you who have it. It's very prevalent in flag football. The one term that I played in. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So, but the conversation I had and to, to to your point was the conversation I had with my guys was, outside of your athleticism, your family, and your job, what else are you good at? What else are you passionate about? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of us hold hold strong to the, the athletics. You know, we have to develop within our families. And then work is just a part of who we are as adults. Right. But outside of, those, right, outside of those three things, what else are you are you good at? What else can you latch on to to help, you know, mold your identity? Not that those things are bad. You know what I'm saying? It's not. That, not it's not, not those bad. things are bad. But, but we tie our self-worth to that. That's what and, I'm and saying. That's, yeah. And that's my point. You know what I'm saying? So what else is it that you can tie your self-worth to right. that gives you the confidence to pursue life or to continue going on without having to dwell on those seven to ten years of ultimate athletic success yeah. or those seven to ten months of slanging in the hood or seven to ten years right. of slanging in the hood that you got it. Because I got a homie now, shout out to Dirt, I'm going to put his name out, real name out there, but shout out to Dirt, who Dirt, you know, Dirt did a bit for getting caught up in the bullshit. And his mindset now is so crazy in terms of what his goals are. He just opened up, just bust up a couple of LLCs, oh, got, a couple, okay. got a couple of businesses, you know what I'm saying? And So he's, he's moved on. He's, he's, moved, he's not, taking right. that, he, that right. talent and skill. But, but the he, crazy part is Dirt was in, in the both of them, like Wicked Jump Shot or, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. or, or, or the latter because right. he was a full scholarship athlete as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's just the way, the way life works for him took him to... You know the slang and crack rocker. We're not not saying that it was that, but you know, it took him to the drug game. Right. Got got. T- he learned the lesson via getting locked up, and now he's like trying to like rule the world. Remember right. in Miami, I can't lose. I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just that dirt has that I can't I can't lose mentality, and I think it's important for the youngsters to just being mentally strong is is just is basically the the, the whole emphasis on making it or not, and again making it has its term, has its levels. Yeah. And regardless of it, if it isn't the it's, NFL, you've still made it. Success is relative, right? Success is relative, guys. Like success doesn't necessarily have to mean you make six figures. Success doesn't right. mean you it doesn't have to mean you make it to the league, right? Success could be taking care of your family, right? Like providing, right? Buying your first house. That's all success, right? It's all relative. It's all depends on the individual. So don't tie yourself to what society deems as successful, right? You 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 identify what success means for you. Right and um, and that's that's pretty much it. Do a final thought. You got any more uh, closing statements? I just I just think it's so. I just want people to understand. Like we see it all the time. We've been there. We've done that, and it, it's it's tangible. It's possible. So don't let like this. What if you don't make it thing scare you away from chasing that that dream because it's possible. It really, 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 really is. Pro like, tip. You want a pro tip? When you go to play fo- football in college or basketball in college, hook your wagon to the non-scholarship uh, non-scholarship athlete that's on the team fighting for a scholarship. Hook your wagon to him right. or her, right? Because I promise you they're going to be some of the hardest working people on that team. 
right? And then you're gonna have a stud that has it both too, right? They're they're super, they're really good, and they also have a a, a crazy drive and an extreme work ethic. Hook yourself to those two people, and that's how you'll know you're getting everything out, right? Because nobody's fighting harder on your team than a non-scholarship athlete that's trying to earn one. That has some talent, I promise you that. So is there anything that we can reference towards the slang and crack rock component of it? Like, you know what I'm saying? We could jump start slang and crack rock. Like, is there something we can reference in that particular realm to help propel some of them fellas into, or ladies? Well, into? it's not forever. Right, oh, that's definitely not forever. Right, that's, sure. that's <laughs> have a plan. Yeah, right, if you're in that world, have a plan. Like, it's, we all know how that story ends. Like, you don't need us to tell you how that story ends. You have to have a plan, though. Like, if it's, if it's, if that's, your only option, right? You have to have a plan. And if the plan is to get your mom out the hood, then get your mom out the hood. Get her out the hood and get out the game. Right. Like, and then shut it down. got to be an end goal. But, but um, just like Jay said, and I'm going to butcher this quote, so forgive me, but it's, um, he said the, uh, the irony of selling drugs is sort of like you're using them. I guess there's two definitions of what substance abuse is. It was something to that effect. Right. Right, and that's that's the challenge, right? You, when we same thing in sports, right? We we get some notoriety, we get some fame, we we yearn for it, and when you're in that world too, you get the same thing, right? From a different crop of people, but you get the same thing, and you have to be able to detach, right? You, that can't be your identity. It's the same thing. Like it can't. You have to have it's it's literally the same thing. Like you can't have your your self worth tied up into that, right? Your self worth can't be attached to anything right your self-worth is who you are like you, you have to look at whatever you do that you're going to bring your self-worth to that and make that better it just doesn't matter what it is i'll finish this up with a final thought guys my final thought is music helps us get through things it helps us reference points in time which are great however uh understand you're writing your own album and the only limit is the one that you place on yourself Sky is the limit, and you know that you keep falling, just keep on. Yeah, sky is the limit, though. You know what I'm saying? As cliche as it sounds, it really, really is, man. Just chase them dreams and understand that when those initial primary dreams, if they don't happen, get some more. Yeah, and also too, like this is a subject that I feel very comfortable talking about. So, like if you're if you're pursuing a scholarship, if you're if you're in college, you know you want to reach out. Let's you know let's talk, right? Um, hit us up in um, at uh, allblackmanneedtherapy at gmail.com, allblackmanneedtherapy at I, on IG. Um, still got to make the Facebook page. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we slipping and slacking. Um, but no, guys, like we want this to be a fluid conversation. Like I said, we, you know, Chief actually texted me on my way over here, and he's like, you know, let's make sure that we, we're focusing on the therapy piece, and just a disclaimer, if I didn't make this clear already, everything that we're talking about, if you've experienced this, you probably should talk to somebody, right? Not that there's anything wrong with you, but there's still things that, like, you harbor that you may not realize and may, may um, prevent you from getting to the next level, right? Like, I'm, I'm talking about therapists now about potentially moving out of state because just like what I associate with with being here and like yeah life is good like I have no complaints right but I feel like is am I limiting myself because I have never moved out of my environment right like I moved out of town like I'm, I moved further away but I'm a drive away right like and I, and I think about like okay well if I if I stick myself in another environment like do, does my bar go higher? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's... Well, I mean, depending on where you go, but I know you ain't going nowhere. Right. That, that, no downwards. Right. I, mean, I think I think putting yourself in a new environment just creates new challenges for you. Because it gets it will get me out of my comfort zone. I know myself well, right? Like, I'm very self-aware. Um, so that's why I was like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable, right? For lack of a better term. Like, I'm comfortable and I want to get out of my comfort zone. So that's the things I'm going to therapy about because, again, like, there's nothing wrong with me. But I'm just challenging myself. So that's that's what we're, we're talking about when, when these when these topics come up, right? These topics doesn't mean anything, there's anything wrong with you. It just means you may need more clarity on certain things because there may be a, a limiting belief that you have as a result of, of some of the things you experience. But For sure. as, as always, guys, we appreciate all the feedback. But feel free to reach out. We appreciate all the listeners. Um, I think we got UK as a country now that are listening to us. So. We're moving, man. We're still moving and steadily it. growing. But we, uh, this is therapy for us, hoping that it resonates within you. 
ironically, we've been getting a lot of a lot of emails from women. Like a lot of women. I low key think most women are li- are our listeners are mostly women. I low key feel that way. Really? I think so, man. Because Maybe, I mean, they're the ones reaching out. The fellas probably aren't reaching out because they yeah. don't want to have this. No, we got some fellas reaching out too. So here it's clear. But I think my per- just like albums, right? Women used to buy albums back in the day. Like women yeah. moved the, the the genre in terms of sales. But um, and I know a lot of women are saying you need to talk to such and such. They need to listen to your show with like referencing guys right. and stuff like that. That they either in a relationship with or have some uh, dealings with, um, but no, whatever it is, we appreciate it, right? Like this is a, a platform that is helping us, right? Uh, like I told y'all, I'm um, this therapist, so <laughs> I'm getting them right, one step at a time. I'm, I'm in this, this, it's, we need a village, so you know, y'all reach out, help us out too. But uh, we appreciate y'all, man. This yeah. is it's, it is therapeutic for me, man. I'm sitting back and I, mean, I obviously enjoy talking to my homie, but I think being able to get this out there and and get and receive the feedback and, and people appreciating the conversation. I can I can totally see like a woman watching this or listening to this with their son. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and, and like maybe the former drug dealer or the current drug dealer, like yo, I need to get my shit together. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? right. Or the, or the athlete right on the bubble right now with with the way COVID got the NFL shut mm-hmm. down. You know what I'm saying? Shit, like college and everything. Right, college, shut down, the, all that, so all that stuff you know comes into play right now, especially given the content of the country. We just want we just want to provoke conversation. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Uh, don't try to finish my sentence. Um, I just want to provoke conversation, right? And thought-provoking um, feelings. You know? Yeah. So, with that being said, again, like you said, if you if you uh, have any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns, hit us up on blackmanlytherapy at gmail.com. Give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, we do this every Wednesday. It'll be put out every Wednesday. Um, we appreciate y'all. Do us all a favor and hug a black man today. And tomorrow, we out. Peace. Oh, man.